Welcome to the Love Cars on the Grid podcast, your global motorsport roundup with me, Tiffany Dell and Paul Woodman. Welcome to Love Cars on the Grid, your global motorsport podcast roundup. Red Bull were breaking records in Hungary. There was nothing new as New Garden, that's easy for you to say, dominates IndyCar yet again on the Oval. Uh, in Iowa, WRC was a bit of a procession in Estonia. Dirty Den does it again with NASCAR. Yeah. Dirty like Den did it again. Yeah, British Superbikes, really cool at Brian's Hatch. And there was an explosion, explosive uh, World Rally cross, cross at uh, Lydon Hill. Um, literally, literally. It was literally. We'll come, on, we'll come on to that at the end. Um, let's start off with a little bit of news. Uh, I've, I've got a little bit of a gripe. I think you have as well with the with the whole Hungarian Oof. track. It wasn't the most exciting. There's loads Never of excitement. Is. Formula One, Never Formula is. Two, Formula Three, Porsche Super Cup. Loads of great racing, great qualifying, but the track itself was a bit of a letdown. It wasn't great racing. Great processions, spectacular processions. But you know, I mean, I mean we'll come to the, the support races later. But you know, the the sport races. They were all won from pole position, the main races. So in Zach O'Sullivan, great win for Britain in F3. Harry King, great Britain for British drivers in Porsche Super Club. Jack Doohan, first win of the year. Good to see Doohan back. But they all won from the pole. And the reverse grid rates with races, which was the worst condemnation. You know, the, the 12th best Formula 3 driver in qualifying mini, Gabriel Mini, won from pole position. Uh, although in the F2, it was the second, um, the ninth fastest and second on the grid, Dennis Hauger. I know this happens at other circuits, but this whole hungry thing, I think people, we've just suffered it for so long. And we sort of, I don't know why we keep suffering, because now they've just signed this contract now. Hungary's going to have another 10 years. And they also, I love this, they say they're going to invest in the infrastructure. (laughs) All that means is is posher garages and good equipment for the teams, more paddock club for the people who want to go and spend £8,000 a ticket for a weekend to drink champagne, have smoked salmon, and occasionally look out the door and watch a car go down. All racing car and then back for more champagne. But nothing about changing the track. And we all know it's an awful track for racing. I mean, People enjoy going to watch it at Hungary, though. So uh, Joe Priday and a load of the boys from, from Devon, they went down bangers to Budapest. They bought a load of old bangers and drove them down there. And they, it wasn't just the trip down there. They really they chose Hungary because uh, apparently it's a really good place to go and watch it. And it's very close and to the centre. What else? And there's no and racing. And there's, there's, no re- racing. <laughs> there's really cheap beer in Budapest. Oh, yeah. But this, you're taking it back to, to Formula One becoming an event. Las Vegas, Miami, yeah. uh, Monaco, and the, the racing for the true racing fan is just almost ignored now. You know, are appealing many race fans for, you know, less DJs booming music on the grids and more tracks where people can race. Um, and it's just so frustrating. I and mean, we, we are just being ignored. And like I said, you know, this hungry track's going to stay the same. Um, nobody seems to care that, that you can't overtake. I mean, turns one to six are actually pretty good overtaking it turn one and two and there's a really fast corner at four and big loop at five. I didn't see any overtaking on six. Turn, no, but turn. from six, well, they, occasionally, that's that chicane. After five, occasionally you could overtake into the chicane at six. But then from six to 14, the next eight corners, you know, you just it's just this trail. If you see a Formula 3 and Formula 2 races, you can't actually work out which bit of the, of the eight-turn trail they're on until they get to that last corner and then pick up the DRS. It's, I mean, the other track that's just got another big extension is Qatar. 
you know, Qatar originally was supposed to build another track. There's, there is a city track, but I don't think it's going to be used for F1. Um, and that's an awful circuit. Again, it's we're going to increase big investment in the infrastructure. Yeah, more paddock club suites, more fancy stuff for the teams, <laughs> more sponsor-pleasing. But, I mean, Qatar is just one huge long straight with a great big grandstand where all the fans that do go just sit in the grandstand. And the rest, all the corners go out into the desert where no spectators a mishmash of never-ending corners and no, just no motor racing. Yeah, it was really, it's Hungary just... was very disappointing. It was, and it, uh, Perez was catching up, a couple of people were catching up in the race and they said, okay, well, that's his chance done for this lap. And that was time for this lap. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, he's got to wait for the next lap. But... So it's very sad, but this, I'm afraid this is the way Formula is going and we're going to, all going to have to accept it, even though we're fans that, you know, oh, if you don't like it, Tiff, switch off. Well, I've been following Formula One racing for 60 years. It's sort of something I'm quite interested in, have a big passion for. Uh, and I just, I can't help but uh, but shout my frustration when when nobody seems to care about the, the old-fashioned true motor racing spectator anymore. Well, like we All said, right. and like we said I've many times, maybe, maybe the, the true racers will go to IndyCar, but we'll come on to IndyCar because uh, there's certainly plenty of overtaking there. So Formula One, let's start with the qualifying Lewis Hamilton, he pulled out of the bag, didn't he? He didn't, he didn't, he wasn't fastest in any sector, any of the three sectors, but he oh, no. was fastest overall. Three thousandths of a second, but it was a Red Bull weekend again. And we have to congratulate, it's amazed they've broken this record of McLaren with 12 uh, consecutive wins, uh, with Max taking the last seven of them. Um, they've broken this record that McLaren had, what, in 1988, when they won 15 of the 16 races that year, including 12 consecutive races. Um, but <laughs> I was looking back to the records. If, if Red Bull hadn't fallen apart of Brazil last year and George Russell had that amazing win, um, they would have won the last 22 races. Wow. So they've had, they've had 11, well, they've had 10, missed one, and then won 12. So that's, you know, they would have won 22 wow. on the trot. It is an amazing dominance. So we have to praise them. We have to praise, you know, Newey and his engineering team. We have to praise the Red Bull sponsors, the way they go about it. And you have to praise Max Verstappen. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. But he... t- they're in the news again. There's a little bit of controversy about the the, um, the spend cap because uh, Helmut Marco. He's at every single Grand Prix. He's always on the pit wall. But they're saying, hang on, he's not. His salary isn't included in the spend cap. And it's and I know it's lots of speculation. I don't really know the details <laughs> behind it. But and they're saying the same with Adrian Newey. Maybe his costs aren't there. But you don't know. You've just got to say hats I off. Whatever know. they're doing. They are yeah. they're completely dominating, other than Perez, who had a great drive, but only qualified another, ninth again. Ninth, another, and another, yeah. We, he we, would we, be we. in serious trouble if he was uh, in any other car. He would he would be out by now, and I'm amazed he's yeah. not out. But, um, uh, Whereas but poor, it, old, uh, poor old De Vries is out. But, but the trouble is none of us actually have this, you know, this book. This, this book for spending limits must be the biggest Bible. And to <laughs> go through every page to understand how many hours in the wind tunnel, how many hours of, of CGI computers they allowed. I don't know how many employees because, and salaries. This, that, that's a good point you said about computers, because nowadays when you design a plane or when you build a plane, you don't put a plane in the wind tunnel. You just Monk. everything's done on computers. So I guess yep. they must be restricted to how much time they have with uh, computer generation But the conspiracy well. boys, I mean, they, they were coming up with someone's discovered that the Red Bull's DRS flap is illegal. I mean, they just, they'll, no. they'll be going, ever since Abu Dhabi, no. the conspiracy boys will no, be Abu trying Dhabi to was pick a, on Red Bull. Abu Dhabi wasn't Red Bull's fault. That was a well, yeah. uh, FIA fault. It wasn't Red Bull. Although Red Bull, Red Bull did, did pressure. Uh, yeah, but, pre- yeah, but they that's pressure, what you do. Pressure. That's what you do. Well, like, no, that's, that's what you do. 
as a team manager. That's what you do. That's your job. Yeah. Try and get, so try and get I wouldn't get too worried about how much advantage they got out of slightly overspending that year. I mean, as long as the, from now on, you know, there's enough doesn't happen again. That was the first year they've been done. And well, so I think they have was... to back off a bit. They've made an amazing... I mean, they could win. They could win the next 22 races. Don't until, say that. Please until say the that. regulations change in 2020. How many more races now? It's 2023. We've got 24, 25. So that's 48 races plus another six left. Oh. They could win another 53 on the trot. Oh, uh, can you <laughs> imagine that? Breaking records everywhere. <laughs> because because it's just because of that dominance that would that would be very depressing. Well, it, and of course, a reliability. I'm a reliability now. I I liken you know Verstappen and Red Bull to my hero Jim Clark and Lotus. I mean Jim Clark and Lotus were way out in front of many races. I mean Jim Clark would win by four minutes. You know incredible caps. <laughs> um, but of course there was always tension in the air because you never knew if the car was going to finish the race. So even with one lap to go, you'd be all listed a gearbox or a misfire or a drive shaft going. <laughs> So you never had a dominant series of victories because cars always broke down. And now they don't anymore, you know, and it's just incredible. So reliability so, yeah, is incredible. Well done to Red Bull. Mercedes had a glimmer of hope, but then they mucked up George. And that caller, what's all that about? They've got to get some regulation. That just looks stupid. When you see Grand Prix cars overtaking each other at 10 miles an hour, queuing up at the end of the qualifying. They have to do something about got that. To. I don't know what's minimum, the rule you'd min- write. It has to be a minimum speed on the track, not not a minimum lap time, because then lap you can just time. manipulate that. No, because you manipulate that. You can slow right down, yeah. then speed right up yeah. for the rest it of the It just looks... I and mean, there will be a big shunt, because someone will come round still on a hot lap, you know, and there'll be four people trying to do a slow bicycle race towards the last corner. And, they, you know, it's, they've got... I don't know what they're going to do, but they really do need to, to work on that. Who was it? Was one of the ex-drivers, so that narrows it down a little bit, but maybe it, was, it wasn't Brundle. I, I, uh, maybe Anyway, one of the ex-drivers on Sky Sports, brilliant, because they said, uh, in your day, would this happen? They said, absolutely not. This gentleman's agreement, what a load of rubbish. You've got to just look after yourself, number one, number one only. Well, so, yeah, I think um, Lando said that, didn't he? Or no, someone else said Because Lando was one of the ones that jumped the queue. Right, but okay. we're talking about that McLaren there. So Mercedes had a glimmer of <laughs> a glimmer of uh, improvement, but again, George came back through. Where well, we got up to six, didn't he? So, or even better, where did George get back to? So of course, of course. So as you just said, George didn't qualify. He didn't get through Q one, and that was uh, because they're doing this new hards in Q one, mediums in Q two, and softs yeah. in Q three, which seems to be I okay. I quite like that. Yeah, yeah. George got sixth, didn't he? So he had a really good recovery. Sergio got to third. He did have a better recovery than pre- previously. But it's probably McLaren's weekend for the you know the star of the show. <laughs> Apart from Red Bull, we all knew it would be the star of the show. And that was pretty impressive. You know, what did Lando miss pole position by 0.085 of a second? Um, he was 0.2 quicker than the Piastri, who's very impressive, you know, fourth. But uh, Crofty got all upset, didn't he? <laughs> he got really prickly <laughs> when they pitted Lando first. Well, it should have been Oscars because he came. He, he then undercut Oscar to come out ahead of way. Oscar. It doesn't work that way, oh, Crofty. I'm sorry, Crofty. Lando was the fastest qualifier. Lando then tried to get around the outside of Max at Turn One. You know, made a bold attempt to actually lead. So Oscar nipped by him on the inside, going down to Turn Three. So, so Oscar got past simply because Lando had, had a go. But I mean, Lando is the de facto team boss. Um, team leader, you know, and he was obviously he's a better experienced driver as it proved in the race, you know, to, to get the result to the end. So, but Croft, he was really trying to make, you could tell, he kept on bringing, well, surely, surely no, that's that's not right, that's not right, it should be, oh, made such a thing about it. Um, 
Because, you know, in the end, Oscar dropped to fifth, didn't he, in the end? Uh, it's he a shame. Up? He just had a little bit so, of bad luck as well. He said the last two races could have got a podium at Silverstone, should have got a podium at Silverstone, yeah. and could have done a little bit better uh, at Hungary as I well. I think it, it, his it was time, time management. Come. Time Clearly. management, I think. He couldn't manage the time. And he, again, I tweeted about it. I mean, the way, when we were on board, it was a bit with Oscar. When the team were telling him, he would say, what do I do now? What's the plan, mate? And they sort of said, well, just sit there and conserve your tyres. But he was driving round the circuit with not a single twitch. The string turned into a corner and out, turned into and out. And you could hear the throttle. I mean, he wasn't opening the throttle. He was virtually straight because they can't put the power through the rear wheels. There's so much torque in those engines. So you could hear the throttle coming in incredibly. And he just saw it. He's just driving to the shops. I mean, you really did. There was absolutely <laughs> no visual uh, um, guidance that you know anything was going on that, that meant any talent was needed to drive yeah, that Grand Prix. That's, that's a ridiculous mean, thing to say. You know, there's a bucket well, the speed, of talent. It's and, just the speed. It's the entry and, speed you know, and the but, heat inside there and the physical. That's and, not the point. It has to look hard, like IndyCar does without power steering, which I keep on going on about. If, if there was no power steering, the thing would be kicking. Well, it might not kick much. The tracks are so smooth nowadays, but. Um, anyway, a great Oscar is going to have McLaren. his time. He's going to have his time. He is by far the best rookie out there, uh, not just in terms of success, because that's a lot of down to the car as well. But uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's really flying. So good. Long may that continue with Oscar. Yeah. Alfa Romeo had a bit of a surprise. Out of the blue, qualified fifth and seventh, but with um, Zhao ahead of Bottas. And it's weird how some manufacturers' cars suddenly pop up for one weekend and then disappear again, because they disappear very quickly after Zhao's um, the probably his anti-stall device went off didn't he, on the grid, so he dropped to the back and he got so pissed off that he then punted Ricardo into Ocon, who went into Gasly, wiped out the Alpine team at turn one, uh, and also put uh, Zhao at the back and then Bottas. Bottas, who's useless on the first few laps, as he always is, dropped backwards, and if he's still employed in two years' time, I probably will give up watching Formula One. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Valtteri, you've had your time. Move on, get out. Yeah, but um, I said that about Daniel Ricciardo and fair play to him, even with that little shunt uh, on uh, turn one. No, you've got to say, he did he did very well. You'd expect him to Liam, sort of... Liam Lawson would have come in and done that. Liam Lawson. Yeah, he would, easy. I'm a massive Piastri's Liam Lawson Piastri's fan. done it. Piastri's done it. Not on that first Verstappen race, not did on it. one race. One race after not De Vries being did it. De Vries did it. Yeah, true. Yeah, the car's right. good and the driver's good. Ferrari, another embarrassing flipper now. Where do they finished up? Um, what, seventh and eighth? More ranting on the radio to the engineers. Uh, Leclerc's been saying today it's because the radio apparently misses out every second or third word. He's they've got to get the radio sorted because that's why he gets angry because he can only hear half the words and so free. But I mean, I mean, science on the on the hard tire, charging at the start, made up a couple of places, comes up behind his teammate. You've got to immediately say, Leclerc, move over. Science yeah. goes past. Of He's on a different strategy. Immediately. You can't you wait two or three laps to say, you know, well, can you buy on your own? You've got to make these orders. And why these teams allow their drivers to be such prima donnas and not, you know, it's, it's just ridiculous. He wasn't pushed past. Yeah. Um, Aston Martin still down in the dumps. What, well, he ended up, what, ninth and tenth. So um, not very good for Aston Martin, which is such a... I think Fernando's now complaining they changed the tyre st construction slightly. <laughs> Apparently that's their excuse that they get uh, caught out by a new tyre bill. But um, and as, I mean, it's and entertaining as, to watch, but it was... It was yeah, no. And as you said, both Alpines out for the second race in a row. God, that's yeah. got to hurt. That's horrible. I, I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of, of Alpine, maybe, but... Um, 
but it's horrible because you got the whole team and the families mm. and you know, it's not just the drivers but uh, so bad luck for 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 Alpine um and in terms of uh, big celebrations i think the highlight was lando smashing max's i've turned max's off by that i don't tend to watch much beyond the end of the races <laughs> these days what's well, someone i read it was a 45000 pound trophy what? on the headlines i know i that was on auto that 45000 pound trophy i think it says Sure, it was. Or maybe it's four and a half thousand. I think it was forty-five thousand pound trophy. Motorsport. I, I, I quite, I quite like that they just laugh about it. I mean, yeah, what 45, else? Five thousand, forty-five thousand dollar, forty-five thousand dollar. That vase was it a Ming vase or something, or was it made of? I don't know what lithium. What's expensive product? Lithium, probably. <laughs> Um, yeah, so everyone's happy, I suppose. Smiles on the podium as usual, champagne flying. But, you know, it's great to see McLaren. That, that's what's so good at the moment in Formula One. The best thing about Formula One is the McLaren, the Papia going well. And the what? new driver, Piastri, getting yeah. a chance, proving that youth Absolutely. can be competitive. What, um, what are your thoughts on Zach Brown? Oh, so I've been a fan of his. I, know, I, I met him and did a test with him when I nearly drove him with his, with his Audi that he raced in GT3. I was very impressed with the man. I mean, he seems to get a lot of criticism. I don't bother to read below the headlines. Does he? If you've got to, something to bring up, then have no, you got not to... at all. No, I, I thought he's very endearing. Actually, he did, I, I think he's really warmed. He he knows he's a bit of a star now. He knows because of Drive to Survive and stuff. He knows he's a bit of a star, and he gets asked for autographs and all that sort of stuff. But he said, you know, they said, how are you going to keep Lando? He said, well, we got to give him a good car. He said, if we give him yeah. a good car, he's going to stay. It's as simple as that. So, yeah, I thought he was, I, I think he's becoming very endearing, i got to say. I mean, when I, I, I mean, he came over to, to Britain, wanted to be a racing driver, and he slept on Richard Dean's floor. I mean, he had no money. So this is a bloke that over the last 10 years or 20 years, you know, has come from just a, yet another aspiring young racing driver to be an amazing businessman. And, uh, Why you know, can you do that? that? Look after me, give I, I, me some money. So I'll be a sidekick yeah. or something. Oh. Like Roger Penske. Roger Penske's got so many businesses going on. Amazing. I just so admire people that, that come up through and make these things happen in their lives. So, no, admiration. He may upset a few people, might think he's done something wrong, but uh, uh, I've got nothing against I th- him. I thought he's very endearing. Give me him over Christian Horner any day of the week. Um, but he had any- no joy in IndyCar. No joy in IndyCar for... Uh, I think they had one second place, but I was just dominated so, by the So if you, didn't see, if you didn't see IndyCar or, didn't, or don't know much about it, it was a tiny little oval. I, how, how far was the oval? But it was just... It was Seven nuts. eighths, Mark. It it's not just... my favourite. The trouble <clears throat> is, because you're virtually cornering non-stop, the car setup is absolutely crucial. And if you you can survive in qualifying in the first few laps, when you've all got new tyres, the badly handling cars are held rigid with the tyre grip. As soon as you get tire degradation, the guys that haven't got good handling are suddenly just, they're just being driven by as if they're standing still. Uh, drivers desperate for a yellow flag so they can get new tires or desperate for you to get to the next fuel stop. Um, at the end of the race, the, the Aussie was, was, was saying, you know, I'm going to need tires, I'm about to crash any second. And they're just scary. Uh, but if you've got a good handling car, um, which Penske's had, I mean, the Penske's were, were three out of the top five cars in both races. Uh, the winner both times was uh, Joseph Newgarten, who's now made it five oval wins in concession this year. This year, so he's obviously an oval specialist. Yeah, uh, he's won that Isle race six times. Um, five, he's won five five wins in a row, and the six times at Iowa. So he's he's a real oval specialist, a real Iowa specialist. Um, but it's a twenty second lap. It's it's not my thing because the, you do see cars going so slow. 
And yeah, I'm kind of, well, well, well. But halfway through, I'm thinking, I can't watch this. I can't keep watching this. I watched it from the start to about 140 laps. And I, said, I can't watch him. It was just, boom, boom, boom. it's hypnotic. It's a boom, 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 boom. But getting through the traffic is a, te- you know, that's the trick as well. You know, you yeah. catch traffic every every corner. There's traffic once you lead him. And yet he lapped everyone except the top five. Well, top four. Only five cars finished on the lead lap in both races. So, um, yeah, it's not my favourite oval. Gros- it's quite Grosjean. spectacular early on. Didn't have the I best didn't, of didn't, Don't know where he finished up. No, um, no more notes about that. India NXT, I, though, they had the race then. Go on, get in, let's do India NXT next. It's Jamie Chadwick, so she braved her very first oval. And, you know, full mark. I mean, she only qualified, what, 13th out of the 16 cars. But, you know, it's a scary oval to be her first ever oval. She didn't make any mistakes. She finished uh, two laps down in 10th um, in place out of the 16. And she was in an Andretti car. Super and we've also got the uh, very quick British drivers. We vie for Louis Foster is also an Andretti car, and again, I talk about setup being so crucial. But because Louis could only qualify sixth and finish seventh, he was one lap down. Uh, Jamie two laps down. So uh, I just admire her for doing it. I mean, it's really out of her zone, and it's you know she's averaging 160 miles an hour. Even in the NXT, the qualifying wow. speed is averaging 160 wow. miles an hour with those walls inches oh, that's, away. That's that's. Respect, um, big respect the, the, on, on locks like driver, that virtually the whole way as well. Yeah. On, on, on lock. 75 laps. Dane Christian Rasmussen uh, took the win and took the championship lead back again. He's the one early on this season. So uh, that wasn't televised this, this time around. They had the uh, IndyCar on Sky F1, but they've dropped the uh, NXT race this weekend, were, so I didn't you, see the race. You were very quick going across the pond to IndyCar, and, you, and we still got a couple of things to wrap up in Hungary. One was, uh, you finished with Indy now? Can we move on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we'll one thing back. that we didn't mention that I have to mention, for those of you who watched uh, Porsche Super Cup, the mobile Super Cup, yeah. track limits, there weren't any. It was... I don't think they have them in Porsche. They don't, they don't employ them. Why? I don't think they seem to be... Well, I almost think it's right. NASCAR don't when they go to, okay. uh, you know, sometimes... But you say they don't, but they kept saying, oh, black and white flag for such and such. You're thinking, how can well, they I give the black and white flag for one guy and not... The, I mean, that's chicane. The, the chicane. chicane, they would go four wheels inside <laughs> yes. the line. They just, and that's why those S-bends that designers love to look pretty on the map, they are always the worst for track limits. Because any S-bend, it means you got you want to chop across the middle apex. So unless you're going to put tyre stacks or concrete walls, you're going to, I know. I do agree. I don't know who does the portion. They must have, maybe you can have six, six excursions before you get the warning. They must allow more excursions Fine, fine, no problem. Said, I got no problem with no track. Limits, I said actually. the same about that. We said the same about Red Bull Ring. Yeah, all the leading. I, I said, well, if all the leaders do it, then maybe none of them get a bad mark. <laughs> it's only if like one person does it and the others don't. But yes, okay, so track fair limits. Enough. Right, track limits. And the two other things I wanted to mention were Formula Three. There's only two races left for Formula Three now. Uh, and just to say that Zach O'Sullivan, our British boy, is it's 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 very tight. He, uh, he can technically win, but. Um, the Italian Borotolio? How does my pronunciation? Yes, but don't they all have to go to Abu Dhabi for that one final round? Or is that just F2? I think that's just F2. So there's only two. The Spa and uh, Monza are the only two left for Formula 3. And then Formula Spa 2. and Monza, yeah. And, and they've got four races left for Formula 2. But Vesti, again, Vesti is really, really yeah. pulling it out against uh, Porsche. And there's, they've got four races left, actually. They've got Spa, Zandvoort, Monza. And then at the end of the year, crazy two oh, months. I know, right. To a nearly three-month uh, um, sabbatical before they go to 
Abu Dhabi, which is crazy. They shouldn't be doing yeah, that. Zach, Zach's come on strong there, but I think it might be too late to win the F3 title. But our boy Behrman didn't have a very good week at F2. He was, he was always in the top 10 battling and diving and ducking and weaving, but uh, not the best results for him this weekend. Good. Sorry, that's me done with Hungary. Uh, let's go to Estonia. Back to America. We'll go back oh. to America first to finish okay. off the NASCARs. Okay. America. Well, it's, it's in America. We, we went to America. Tell us all about so, Dirty Den. Moving in... due east, right <laughs> over to New York. This amazing uh, Pocono, the Tricky Triangle, as it's called. Two and a half miles, three huge long straights, very different track, almost flat, only three corners, then banking's only from six degrees to about 14 massively wide straights where they go five to seven wide when they have the restarts. Um, it was great racing. It is one of the tracks that always provides great racing. Um, when they go slowly through the, the tunnel turn, the bump, the, the track surface is horrendous, the bumps <laughs> they dive over. Anyway, um, it was a great race, half because Kyle Larson, the number five, which some families support a lot, was always in the mix. He was, he was part of the stream. He was, he was leading early on. Um, but then he got pushed. One of the restarts, he got. They always try to push to help each other, but of course, occasionally a push can push you into spin. So he was pushed into a spin from the front row at a restart with forty cars coming behind you. It was broadside in front of the whole pack. We managed to go up to the wall, not hit the wall, save the car, get back, put on four new tires, start at the back of the field, and came all the way through the, over all the various strategies and tire stops. Got back into the lead. <laughs> um, and then led quite confidently with about 15 laps to go. It all calmed down. Uh, he was a safe distance ahead of, I think, was it Denny Hamlin was um, was second and uh, Martin Truex Jr. third. It was quite all spread out. Was it a good race? Larson was going to win. Larson was cruising to yet another <laughs> win. But then there was another shunt behind them all. They had to have a pace car, then a restart, which Larson kept going. But there was another shunt, another restart. And on this next restart, Dangerous Dan, dirty Dan, 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 Dan. Dan. Denny Ham. He did this last year to the number one car. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Ross Chastain. So he got the restart, going out of turn one. He got inside Larson, and then he just moved him up and moved him up and moved him up on towards the exit of the corner, put him in the grey, as they call it, where all the tire rubble is. Made Larson bounce off the wall, damaged his car. Um, and then the yellows came out because there were people crashing behind anyway. And uh, going past the start, finished in front of the grandstands, Larson drew alongside to the pace car, came over, hit the Eddie Hamlin in the side, pushed Hamlin into the wall, bit of <laughs> rubbing, bit of V-signs. Um, and it damaged uh, Larson's car, and he was out now when he hobbled home somewhere, and Hamlin went on to win. And uh, if people complain about the booing of uh, Max or booing of Lewis, the whole... Tens of thousands of people were booing Hamlin when he got out of the car. He didn't care. He won the race. He said, you know, we, I didn't touch anybody. I didn't touch anybody. That's when Larson was trying not to be hit by him. So Larson was just being shoved up. Loads of traps to the left, you know, that Denny could have used. But he just knew what he was doing. He did it the year before to get rid of Chastain. And uh, he did it again uh, to get rid of Larson, which put a very sour taste into some fans. <laughs> Of the five <laughs> and all the fans there. Plus, I know there was traction. We had um, we had a helmet throw. A helmet. Th I mean, occasionally you get a pushing, shoving after race. Maybe the obviously a bit of fisticuffs, which obviously I don't endorse, but it does happen in, in NASCAR. 
but also there's the helmet throw, traditionally done when a driver's particularly aggrieved and you wait um, by the side of the track until uh, the, the pace guy come around slowly and you hurl your helmet at the, your grievance. And this was done by um, Austin Dillon. And it was he was completely the wrong. I mean, he'd listened to the commentators, so it was Taylor Hart Jr., he knows, but Tyler Reddick had um, been, there was a three wide coming to turn one and Reddick was down low and Austin Dillon was in the middle. And Reddick just held his line and, and Dylan came down on him. So he caught his own rear end around the front of Reddick's car, decided it was all Reddick's fault for a late dive when he'd been there all the time. So he had a helmet throw. It's always good stuff. So did, it's he, always did, he, did he hit the windscreen? He missed. But <laughs> Well, Reddick actually saw him coming, I think, and swerved back up the hill a bit, getting away but from surely it. Surely the, the cars behind have got a good chance of hitting that. Oh, it came rolling back down the bank. And oh, yeah, okay. He saw it come tumbling down. What will happen to him? Because uh, if that was FIA, you imagine that. Oh, my oh, goodness FIA, gracious. Oh, he'd be banned for three years. He'll get a fine for it. NASCAR will give him a fine. But so you say about children. the fisticuffs. I'm amazed there aren't more fisticuffs in NASCAR because it, it, it is quite... Argy bargy. It does remind me of Talladega uh, Nights all the time with Will Ferrell. <laughs> I chose to, to jump the, the World Rally Championship because that was two great entertaining races in America. I'm not my favourite oval. Entertainment meter for NASCAR? Oh, NASCAR was a nine out of ten. It was a really no. great race. It was. was. It? There was overtaking going all the time. There was tyre wear. There was spins. There were crashes. There was helmet throwing. There was dirty tricks. What do you give NASCAR? A... Uh, what do you give IndyCar? What do you give Formula One? The IndyCar's about so seven. And Formula One, five, five out of ten. Standard five out of ten. Nothing happened particularly, did it? No. Why, why was it just an average five Qualif- out of ten? Qualifying was exciting, I think. Well, yes, um, but we keep on talking about it. So we keep on being more entertained by qualifying. And how sad is that? The best yeah. part of a Grand Prix weekend is now qualifying. Yeah. And in qualifying, all you're looking at is the clock. And you can't actually see that Hamilton was particularly quicker than Max or particularly quicker than Lando. They will cover by a tenth of a second. So all you're doing, the only excitement is waiting for the clock to click up. It's not visual yeah. excitement, it's just watching a clock. Yeah, but it's bloody closer, a, a couple of thousands are bloody closer than 33 seconds or whatever it was at maximum by. That's that's where the excitement is, because we just know who's going to win. It's, it's like, mm, here we go again. Uh, okay, so let's go to World Rally in Estonia. Uh, lots of Well, that's lots another of sad story. You see, all the FIA championships, Formula One, it's in its little 20-car clique, um, was World Rally Championship. It's just dwindling into the dust. Uh, only eight cars went to Estonia, um, three, three uh, Hyundais, three Toyotas and two Fords. Uh, one Ford, the home hero, um, gone. Home hero, Tanek. The home Estonian Tanek had to change the engine on his Ford before the rally started, which gave him a five-minute penalty. So he was out of the rally, oh, Tanek. So the home hero was never going to win. So he, he, he kept on trying to win stages. He won a lot of stages early on in true anger. Um, then in the Toyota squad, we didn't have the occasional Sebastian Ogier. And Ogier, the old hero, is the only person that can get anywhere near Cali Rovanperra. So rally championship, they've got their own Max Verstappen because Rovanperra is just an amazing young talent. You know, poor old Elfin Evans, you know, his teammate, he was fourth. Um, the, the Japanese boy they put in Katsuta with some... It's not the same. Max has just got... Max is a, is an incredible talent, phenomenal talent. Well, so is just, Kelly. 
Yeah, but he's got this incredible car. Max has got the car. Talak has got a car, but but it's not it's not that much in in front in rallying as it is. Well, the in- Toyotas. Well, the Toyotas do dominate. They are pretty much. I mean, the Hyundai boys hang, hang on there. I mean, uh, Thierry Neuville came second. You know, ahead of his uh, Escapacalapi, his teammate. <laughs> but I mean, it's just I don't know what to do with rally. And again, it's high tech. See, again, I would argue they're too fast. They, I mean, this, they love putting these things on YouTube yeah. clips. So they've got a clip of Kale Robinpera. So he comes over a crest, flat out, lands flat out, goes, disappears through a right-hand kick, flat out. I mean, amazing skill and bravery. But it's, it's flashed by the second. You don't see any car control going on because it's all happening so fast and the cars are so high tech. Um, and I mean, a lot of people would say we, we should put them all in WRC two cars, which is like a production rally car. But you know, then the high tech people go mental at me. It must be the premium, must be the most high tech cars. Well, I'm sorry, the most high tech cars aren't entertaining. During mm. WRC two, the Gus Greenspan, I don't know what happened. Our British hero, uh, he was battling for the honours. He was running third with one stage to go, and then disappeared. And I've been on the website. I've been on Gus Greensmith's Twitter which has every stage results, 19, 20, 20, no, 21. Drivers, please, drivers. Is is he stuck in the woods somewhere? Drivers, if it's a good or bad weekend, please let us know on your Where's Gus? Where is Gus? I don't know. He might be still parked out there somewhere. If you need some driver's excuses, just come to me. I've got a whole bag full of them. But uh, just tell us where you finished for the weekend, good or bad or indifferent. So we, so we know. Your fans want to know. Nobody cares about rallying anymore. It's very sad. We do. Anyway, Rovenpera is going to be champion. Verstappen's going to be champion. But I have no <laughs> idea who's going to be champion in NASCAR. We're talking about this year or next come. year? Because we already know Verstappen's well, going to be champion next year as well. Uh, right, let's go to British Superbikes because they were pretty spectacular at Brands Hatch. Always, always spectacular brand sets. Wonderful track. Amazing to watch these bikers. And uh, once again, the beer monster Ducatis uh, were on four, but didn't win the first race. Bit of a shock. They won the second two races. Always love the beer winning. Um, so race one was won the Yamaha of Ryan Vickers. The second place was Danny Kent on a Honda. And third place was Christian Eden on a Ducati. No beer on the podium of race one. In fact, as a bit of a contrast, um, I mean, it helps their sponsors, but but Christian's Ducati is sponsored by Oxford Products. I mean, doesn't quite have the same ring as Beer Monster, does it? Oxford <laughs> Products. But good on you, Oxford Products. So I know Oxford Instruments. They're based no, it's near Oxford me. Oxford Products. products. I'm going to have to Google them now because I anyway, know the gone. Beer Men came back in races two and three. Tommy Bribewell won them both. Uh, Glenn Earnham, his teammate, was fourth, and then he was second. So the last race, the beer got themselves sorted by the end. Well, I was just watching those boys around Brandsatch. If you're ever at Brandsatch for Super, go out to the country, go look around the fast bend, Westfield, and that's just... Oxford great. Products, um, they, uh, they do products. Do they? Well, that's a surprise. <laughs> uh, they, make, uh, they make life on bikes better. That's what Oxford products do. And they're based and do, in... Do they, do they make the products since, in Oxford by any chance? Since they not, make we, them in Oxford? Sure, Oxfordshire. Whitney in Oxfordshire uh, since 1978. And we would be delighted to have a cater and race series uh, with Oxford products as our primary sponsor. So um, <laughs> deli- and, and the sponsor of the podcast... What am I getting, what am I getting out of this? I, I, I'm, I'm the one. I am the one, right? That bought brought Oxford products to this, to this podcast. You had no idea until I, I told you. I know all about them now. They, you can't say so steal. Them. 
I love Oxford products. Um, they've got Twitter. Um, well, it's not Twitter anymore. It's called X. Don't forget. Oh, what's that man? That man's a complete, complete lunatic. They got they so they did products for motorcycles and push bikes. So uh, in case Good. you're interested, that's well, Oxford. So products. they're probably not Hopefully our new sponsor. Your caterers, then, quite <laughs> obviously, are they? No, because lots of the people have bikes and push Is bikes. Is there a catering motorcycle that you can sponsor? Bikes, anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, down the road at Lyndon Hill, there was an explosive weekend for the world radical. I mean, frightening. You, you, try, you can't really laugh about it. I mean, um, Sebastian Loeb's special one team of uh, their Lancia Delta electric rallycross because It's all electric. They made the top formula now. Um, the batteries burst into flames on Friday morning, I think, sometimes. And up went the two Delta, Lancia Delta cars, the transporter, the awning. I mean, it, and it, you know, I had some sarky comments um, on Twitter saying, oh, so we've never had a fire with petrol, then, have we? You know, the electric people fighting back, to which I could quickly answer, well, yes, but we actually know how we can put out petrol fires. We're quite good at putting out petrol fires. So Tim but you and I, can't put yeah. out these battery things. And they just so, had to let it burn to the ground. So Tiff and I had a driver. Uh, we went to the ball at Goodwood with Renault. Thank you, Renault. And we had a driver who was a fireman. And he was saying exactly this. He was saying that they ruined a fire fire engine because it had lithium batteries, some something in there, or uh, had lithium batteries. And they had no way. They just literally have to let it burn itself out, which is, yeah. so you can't fight it. Which is, uh, I mean, um, we yeah. have said, so I've driven them, you know, as you know, we've driven from the love cars on the road to the TV series, you know, we drove oh, on YouTube, and on YouTube, that is. So, you know, we support the idea that you know, electric uh, power for rallycross is a perfect place to have it because it's short, sharp action, spectacular, um, got a lot of power for just the you know, the four lap races. So it does work for rallycross, but you know, they cancel the whole event now because these, I mean, these batteries must be incredibly highly charged lots of lots of power in them um so until they've worked out why that battery it was being charged at the time apparently why it caught fire you know they, they've cancelled the cancel the event and it's a worrying time for the future and um this yeah, is what happens so this they're saying that one of the one of the uh, key reasons was the battery manufacturer which is chrysal in this in instance i've never heard of them um they didn't give them a suitable answer they, they haven't given them any further information Reason, no Appropriate level of insurance in the system pending their investigations. Not good news for electric no, rally shame. fans. And and it works for rally costs. It definitely does. Yeah, but it, it's funny. We, we we just said about the electric car uh, guys. It's <laughs> it's you get a point across, and they're very very super defensive. And it shouldn't be about being defensive. It's just it's a, a, about getting the facts across, really, and an opinion. Facts, well, yeah, opinions. I mean, it, it's an element of, of the future of the whole motoring world. You know, electric batteries is where we're all going. And if they are going to occasionally still burst into flames, we've got to know how to deal with it. You know, because they talked about having um, like a skip full of water, aren't they? So they're saying to get rid of them in London, if one bursts into flames, you take the skip over and crane and drop the whole flipping thing into the skip. Well, the whole thing just needs a bit of thought in the electric yes. car world, uh, just for now. But let's not go down that route. Um, that's about it, I think, Tiff. Yes, next we're going back in Formula One. I will be in Belgium representing Love Cars on the Grid. I'm going to be there live with our Motor Passion guests, being very nice to them as I watch from the hairpin seats. And um, so I should be watching the F1, F2 and F3. And I think Porsche Super Cup bound to be there as well. So hopefully we'll get some more British wins. 
Um, World Superbikes, the Razgatliogu Bautista show goes to the Autodroma Most in uh, Hungary. Great track. Good to watch, actually. NASCAR boys are a little tight. Richmond Oval. Formula One Academy are racing. I think it's their last race now, the last uh, set of three races in Europe before they go over for their one Grand Prix support race at the end of the year. At, um, Rode, I'm not Nobody Rode, cares. But, um, nobody cares. Nobody I, cares. Hate to, I hate to say it, but nice. nobody cares. Abby Pulling, hope Abby Pulling can get a win just to get her um, thing going. Uh, and Tiff, or... Tiff I'm, not, I'm not being facetious there, but it, nobody cares. It's oh, no. When do you ever see it on anything, uh, on Twitter, on on Motorsport UK, on anything. There's, it's Nobody cares. It's just Nobody such a shame. Because W Series, we all embraced that and, and wanted to do wanted it to do well. Any more? Back in Britain. And back in Britain, if you're not going for a continental trip or you're not in the Belgian Grand Prix, which is very popular, I know, with British fans, great trip trip to go over on, if not in the luxury motor passion, even if you're just camping and going. It's a great trip. Um, we have the choice. You can either head north to Croft for the BTCCCC, which is always pretty spectacular, or you can stay in London for Formula E, the grand deciding championship round, the last two rounds, um, Saturday and Sunday, uh, where Jake Dennis, we should, for Britain, claim the title. Um, but, you know, Formula E, only the, I don't know whether they've increased it this year. It could only take 2,700 people. So you can't, means of saying, rush down to London. I don't know what tickets are still available. Um, if you do manage to get tickets, I'm not sure quite what you get to see. Um, but that's about it. So We were invited to that, by the way, with Cupra. Uh, but you were away and I was going to be away. But instead, I'm going to one of the highlights of motorsport throughout the world this weekend coming. I'm going to Thruxton to watch Caterham's whizzing around the fastest racetrack. It'll be immense. Well, I didn't know. We should have said that earlier because if you're down, if you're up north, go to Croft. If you're down south, go to Thruxton. Go. What, what else? What is it supporting? You know what's on? What, it's, a, it's a full. It's got. I think it's the first time this year. No, maybe not. But they've got academy all the way through to four twenty. I don't, and I don't know. What apart else from K three, I don't know. There'll be something. There'll be something cool that yeah, maybe BMWs or Minis or something. It'll be always something good. So Thruxton, uh, Saturday, Sunday as well. Um, and don't forget Thruxton. One of my mates, he does with these like fast rides, and you can go and go skiddy mm-hmm. all the way around. He's he's not bad at it as well. It's pretty good. About to do his eight thousandth passenger ride. Eight thousandth. Who's going to be your eight thousandth passenger? Well, I don't know. It's going to happen. Pop probably on the first two days of uh, the August. So uh, it's August. not going to be planned. It's just going to be however it goes in your. No, schedule. yeah, we're counting. I know how many. It's counting up. <laughs> And there'll be a sudden surprise <laughs> when I shall emerge with the 8,000th passenger ride. Do they win a prize? Yes. They get a free drive, so a repeat of what they've already done. We can give that to someone else, plus a Pirelli goodie package, a Hendy Performance goodie package, and a Thruxton goodie package. So, oh. you know. But genuinely, it is a brilliant thing to do. If you haven't done it, do it. Then you get to... Ball tip for 10 minutes. Well, he gets I was doing it in the rain last weekend. Oh, my God. I've got opposite lock elbow. I was sideways so often. I was just surviving. Uh, oh, dear. Thanks, all everybody, right. for joining. We Jason. really appreciate all your uh, support. Comment, comment, comment. Tell other people. <laughs> subscribe. For goodness sake, subscribe. Right. Cheers. See you.